parent voice and leadership is key. And at the Children's Center, there is room for that voice at the table. Welcome to the Real Talk About Children's Mental Health podcast, brought to you by the Children's Center in Midtown Detroit. I'm your host, Laura LaFever, and I have the pleasure of being the Director of Community Projects at the Children's Center. In each episode, we'll get real about the unimaginable mental, social, and behavioral health challenges faced by Detroit's most vulnerable children and families every day. Why is this important? because at the Children's Center, we're passionate about healing children. We believe every child deserves a chance to succeed, to become the amazing person they were born to be. Because we know when you lift a child's spirit, you ultimately lift an entire community. Welcome back to Real Talk About Children's Mental Health. I'm your host, Laura Lefever. Thank you for tuning in. Today we're gonna talk about parent and consumer advisory engagement here at the Children's Center. Our families at the Children's Center are highly involved. We could not do this work if our parents weren't involved. So we have what's called the Consumer Advisory Council. It's led by parents. Um, There are stakeholders. Um, The families that we work with are very much involved in decision-making. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And so with me today, we have Arlisa Hurd, who is a parent of the Children's Center, a Consumer Advisory Council member, as well as a board member of the Children's Center. Arlisa, how are you? I am good, Laura. How are you? I am good. You know, I have to say, for the record, I miss seeing you in person. I I think we have seen each other in person since just before COVID hit. Probably, yeah, maybe the end of February, early part of March, probably more like maybe February. Right, right. Now, we've done a of these Zoom meetings, because Zoom seems to be our life right now. Yes. Um, so I just have to say for the record, I do miss seeing you in person. Oh, and I miss seeing you too. I miss, I miss, um, I, I don't think I even really took it into consideration how much um, as human beings, we actually need to touch each other and be in person. I mean, it really means a lot. It's, it's, um, it does something. It, it weighs on your psyche. It's, it, it helps to uh, mood, um, mm-hmm. um, all of that, mood and all of that. So so that socialization is a very, very big thing. Um, and just sometimes being on screen, why that helps to maybe see a person, it is so very different when you're in somebody's presence. I, um, I yeah. agree. I agree so much. You know, every time we do meet as a Consumer Advisory Council, you know, there's lots of hugs that go on. And yeah. You know, as we meet virtually, you know, it's just different having a virtual hug than an actual uh, face-to-face physical hug. So I just it is. You know, I had to yes. get that out there. Thank you. Yes. And I also, and the other thing is, too, you know, we have all these meetings. You know, there's always, we always get to break bread together. That's right. Um, and that is, you know, that is what, uh, whether it be, whether it's, whether it's business, whether it's a family reunion, whether it's community even if you're just having folks over your house, people always have some form of, you know, some kind of refreshments or something. It's a way mm-hmm. to just, you know, to interact with one another. And so that's gone too. You know what I mean? So, so all of those things that we took for granted. That's right. So, you, you think about all of those little things, never really knew how much it really meant. Um, now yeah. that we're not doing it anymore. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. They do do mean a lot. and And that's very much a part of, what we do when we get together, like you said, is break the bread. I mean, we have our first 20 minutes is probably 
just connecting monthly on a social aspect mm-hmm. then, before we even jump into the business of the meeting. Right. And right. I think most meetings have, um, I know we just about every meeting I've gone to, there is that portion, that 15, 20 minutes. There is, an, it, we call it networking. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some places, it may be a reception because you need that. And so these things, now that we're not doing it, I really, really see just how vital it was. Wow, do I miss it? I know, I know. Well, we're going to get together soon is my hopes. We'll figure out a way to do some social distancing right. and, to, and to get together, hopefully sooner than later. So with all that said, and this is what we do, we, we, have, to, we have to do that socialization before we jump into things. And so right. we're, doing it, we're doing it over the phone right now. That's right. So, you know, thank you for taking the time because, I, you know, as a parent, I know that you're busy. You wear many hats. But I wanted you to, I wanted us to connect today so that we could talk about the Consumer Advisory Council that we have at the Children's Center. And as I said a moment ago, this is a parent-led advisory council. Yes. Um, and so we'll spend some time talking about that. But can I ask you to share with everyone today kind of what led you to becoming involved at the children's center. Well, uh, well, first of all, uh, my mm-hmm. son um, is a uh, is a client, um, and we started there at the children's center. Oh, I believe he may have been around six years old, five or six mm-hmm. years old, uh, and now he's fourteen. So that's what started us out. It put us at the center. We started there. Um, it was you know my first time. I'd never. Um, you know, had a, a child that I, we had to, you know, have mental health services. Mm-hmm. So I was completely new to the game, to the arena, you know, other than what I've heard and read, there was, I mean, I didn't know anything about this, this whole, this arena here. Sure. And so um, I have, I have to always, I have to say this though, I have always been involved in my children's education and whatever it was that they were doing. So whatever it was that they were involved in, I usually always found a role to play as some sort of parent, you know, some parent that was engaged, parent leader, and so on and so forth. So I I already had a little bit of that going. Um, But when I got to the center, I wasn't really aware, you know, really about uh, how parents could be involved other than being a part of the therapy sessions, you know, and talking mm-hmm. with the clinicians and just doing all the treatments. Right, um, right. I forget exactly how it came about, but um, I am almost, I almost want to say uh, that LaKinga Simmons actually reached out to me or some, there was someone who was a part of the Consumer Advisory Council who had given me a flyer or something. I saw mm-hmm. something. Um, and I inquired about it. And so, and, you know, and then I came in that way and the rest is history. Um, and, yeah. and you know, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Lakinya Simmons is our past chair of the yeah. consumer advisory council. So she did a lot and still does. It did a lot in terms of recruiting parents and being out there in the lobbies and at events and working to, to get the message out. So, that probably could really be the pathway that you came in. Yeah, yeah. And then I also, um, and I think I want to say, um, I know it was somebody had it had to be Lakinya, and but I didn't go right. I didn't get into it right away. I then saw flyers, which kind of mm-hmm. helped to jar my memory. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. 
somebody was t- she was telling me about that, and so it started that way. And so I'm glad I did, though. I'm glad I did. I'm glad you did too, because you are such a benefit. <laughs> you are your voice at the table is so huge. Oh wow! <laughs> let's let, let's talk about the advisory council a little sure. bit. <clears throat> so we have oh there, there there's a variety of parents who are involved. Their children are involved at the at the center on just a variety of different levels right. um, and community stakeholders. We, we welcome community stakeholders to the table too. Um, can, I, I want you to share, Arlisa, if you don't mind, um, some of the things or some of the opportunities parents have when they participate in the Consumer Advisory Council. Well, uh, I think one of the, one of the, the biggest benefits I think when you when you're participating or for any parent to be a part of the consumer advisory council is being able to connect with other parents. Um, that was one of the things that stood out for me um, because uh, sometimes, especially when you have um, a child that you are dealing with um, certain diagnoses, like for instance, my son, he is ADHD. And like I said, this was my first time going down to the mental health road. Mm-hmm. My oldest son, who is now an adult, has sickle cell anemia disease. And so my um, experience in, work, in dealing with him going through school and, you know, as a teenager and going on was very, very different. It looked very different than it does with this child now. So this, like I said, this was very different. So I hadn't had this experience before didn't really know anybody who had an experience or wasn't aware of any other children or other families that was going through, not on, not on this level. This was very different for me. Mm-hmm. Sickle, sickle mm-hmm. cell, we had a whole lifetime of that, and I knew what to expect. You, you get into it, but this was different. So joining the Consumer Council, I first of all found out that I wasn't the only one. Um, That's and right. And that there were other parents that had, other things going on with their families and even multiple children who also had experiences. But I also found there was, there was also, it wasn't, I don't mean, I don't want it to sound like doomsday that, you know, I'm, I'm not the only one or I wasn't the only one. But what I also found sure. interesting was in addition to parents having children with diagnoses, I also felt like it wasn't the end of the world because these were parents <laughs> And some had small children who were just kind of getting into, um, you know, treatment. And then some had children who had had grown through treatment and others had adult children who had grown out of treatment. It let me see that this is doable, it's possible, and the possibilities that our children can achieve in this. In yes. this. And so, so is there something about knowing that there are other people who are also in the fight that helps to strengthen your fight. And so that was one of the main things for me that stood out. Above all, that was the main thing, the strength and the connecting with other parents, knowing that I'm not alone, seeing other people in the fight, and then also seeing, uh, seeing youth that have actually gone through treatment and that are now participating in a leadership role as youth and working through it, growing through it, and grooming other youth. It just... It just gave me a lot of hope and possibilities all the way around. You, you, you know, you, you, you said some very key things, Arlisa. 
you know, you mentioned that, you know, being a part of the council, you realize you weren't alone because oftentimes we do feel alone when when our child has uh, a specific diagnosis, whether it be mental health or physical health. That feeling of I'm the only one going through this can be very real. Um, And it it does mean a lot to be able to come to the table and share with other parents who are going through very similar challenges and the journey of just learning the diagnosis, understanding what does this mean for my child, knowing that children, my child and I can be resilient. Yeah. And I think that when you're at the table with, the, with all the families that we have, it is just, um, for me, even being at the table and talking to everyone, I learn from you all and how resilient everyone is. Yes. Yes. And, and the youth. Yes. And the, the young people who participate on the Consumer Advisory Council. It's so amazing. Absolutely. Uh, you know, they themselves, ha- they have lived experience. And now they come, they're coming back. They're a part of the Consumer Advisory Council. And they're leading. And they're leading. And it's so important, right? Because, uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, well, I shouldn't say a lot of times, there, there are some times where we see youth are, um, uh, you know, kind of, people say, well, they're, they're, we want them out front. We want you to, to step into this work. We really want you to be involved. But they're tokenized. Um, they're not leading yeah. anything. Uh, the decision or the program is already set. They just need them to show up. Well, this is very different um, from what I've seen, where there is actual youth who have gone through these experiences, lived their lives, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and they're reaching out to other youth in ways that only other youth can reach out to other youth can. And mm-hmm. they're bringing them along and helping to encourage them and ra- and helping to pull them up and saying, hey, listen, you're not the only one. It's not the end of the world. You two can make it. Let's help somebody else and let's have fun while we're doing it. And that's what, you know, that's what I notice, and that's what I see, especially along the youth. And that is just such a, I think it is, um, it's got to, it's just so heartwarming to see, especially as a parent to watch, mm-hmm. yes. uh, you know, there are times where, you know, we have gone through experience. I know I have with both of my boys, I have two sons where I said, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen, but you got to fix something's got to, some got to give here, you know, <laughs> some something's got to give. Cause sometimes you can really fall into that. We're like, you know what? I don't know how this is really going to turn out. But then to see when they when they find when when that light goes off or when it clicks and you know uh, you start seeing and, and hearing come out of their mouth some of the things that you have instilled in them and you start seeing some of those things that you thought maybe they weren't getting or that they weren't paying attention when they came to those youth yes. meetings with you or you know you start seeing it come out of them and then you're like okay good you know what this 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 is working it can work this is happening now. And so it's just it's just a delight to see. It's just a delight. Right. It's happening now. And and what it says is that though my child is going through has this mental health journey, has a behavioral health concern, it doesn't define That's right. who they are. It is only a part of who they are. And that they are so much more and they are now in these leadership positions right. when they come back to the table. And, and you all, as parents, do such a great job of empowering them at the yes. table. Um, so, and, and each other, because one of the things that I see with the Consumer Advisory Council 
you all start to develop your own natural support systems. So it's just not a meeting. It is, you all have reached out and supported each other in different That's ways. Right. That's right. Um, I, there have been countless times where there have been other people on the council who had some other um, uh, things going on. For instance, there have been other support groups. There have been other um, opportunities that were available to parents, whether it be opportunities in education, whether it be opportunities support for children outside of the Children's Center, or even just uh, just opportunities about good old plain fun events that was being sponsored by somebody else. All of that comes mm -hmm. into play and you connect with people and you find out uh, a lot of the things that you wouldn't normally find out just if you were just, I don't know, in your house by yourself. Um, just connecting with other folks and then connecting to find out about other opportunities and other um, just other things going on that could support you and your family and your child has been very, has been beneficial. It really has. And connecting with other parents, uh, there's a lot of times that we have had in Consumer Council opportunities that have come up that we would have never have heard about had we not been at those meetings or had we not been a part of the council. Um, and, and I think, and, and, and you know, and let me just say this. I will say that with every meeting, you know, everybody may or may not necessarily be playing a quote uh, leadership role per se, a title. Mm -hmm. But I really do believe that the Consumer Council also um, helps to build leadership development in parents around the table because everybody has a voice and everybody's, right. everybody's opinion is valued. Um, everyone is able to speak out. Um, um, you know, I've we've even had it where we have had folks on consumer council who may have had some challenges themselves and they are mm -hmm. part of consumer council and they are given justice they are their voices valued just as much as everyone else and to me i think that that is what you call walking the walk and talking the talk you know how can we be a council of 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 parents that support our children and we understand when folks have challenges, whether it be mental health, behavioral or physical, and we want to fight to make sure that there is equity and equality at those tables and all those yeah. arenas that our children, our families sit in. And then we don't, we don't deliver on the same promise when it comes to us around the table. And so that's, that's, so that's right. what I see as well, um, that this is a table for all parents at the Children's Center no matter what's going on in your life, you're welcome and your voice is valued. And if there is issue or there is some concern, we will take it up and we will, we will work through it and we'll grow through it and it's, and it's fine. And I, I think to me, um, that is really something that is unique that you don't see in too many places. And, um, I, and I think it's, it's well worth it uh, just to know that people are accepted and you can grow here. You can learn here, you can develop here. Um, and that's what I feel that I have. I feel like I've grown, I feel like I've learned, I feel like I've developed being at this table. And I feel like I've had a, a, a voice to speak up and room to speak up and share what I, what I know and learn and also 
learn from other folks and, and, and uh, some of the valuable things that have come out, I really feel like it's been a great opportunity for me and for others, and I've learned so much. See, I love to hear that because, Arlisa, one of the, one of the things is that as parents, you all bring so much to the table. You teach, you all teach us, meaning the staff and each other, this is a two-way street. Yeah. It is just not um, the Children's Center bringing something to the table. Each of the parents on this council bring so much. Alisa, you do a lot of work in the community around education. And I want to I want to say have a whole other discussion on that. <laughs> but what you do in the community, because that's a whole other conversation. My goodness. <laughs> what you do in the field of education and advocacy is so key. And you bring that information to the table and it benefits so many parents because we know that our children with special health, uh, special um, education needs, mental health needs, and physical health needs, um, they they need to have a voice That's right. um, within our systems. And you do so much to help bring that voice to the table. Um, I, I do want to say you all keep me on my toes too because you are a voice that when something doesn't look right, you're the first ones to, to speak as a unified voice. I remember when we were having some parking lot issues mm-hmm. a while back. And you all were such a huge voices to what we needed to do as an agency to help get our families on campus mm-hmm. in a way where, because parking was just a challenge. Yeah. And you all were so instrumental yeah. in helping us solve problems. So it, it the, the voice, uh, the conversation is a two-way street. Yes. Yes, it is a two-way street. And so, and thank you. Wow, it's 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 good to know that uh, we're all learning <laughs> together. We're all learning. There, there's never a meeting, Arlisa, that you come to that I don't learn something from you. You do, you bring a lot to the table in your role as an education advocate. Oh, wow. Um, and it's so wonderful. And I think that um, helped uh, um, with the decision. You have become... Uh, a children's center board member is it maybe it's about a year ago yeah i think it has been a year just a little bit over a year um yeah uh so uh, yeah (laughs) a board a board member um which is that's quite interesting um and definitely i have learned a lot um right now we're meeting virtually though even in that though i've learned a lot um, it's a, it's an experience, um, and it's, it's different, um, because, um, it's an opportunity to really kind of be on the other side to see some of the decisions and some of the, the difficult decisions that go into making the children's center what it is. And, uh, and, and I've learned so much. I've, uh, sometimes I've looked at budgets and didn't even know, you know, finance seats, like, what am I looking at? You know, that kind of stuff. But, it's, <laughs> right, but right. it's a great deal to, um, I think it's a wonderful opportunity. I mean, um, really understanding parliamentary procedure, even all the more, um, yes. networking with, uh, folks, you know, the, the CEO of the children's center and, um, other uh, decision-making staff at the Children's Center, but also having an opportunity to network 
with folks that are outside of the Children's Center that care so much about children and are connected to the work in so many ways. Um, and it's been, it's been quite, quite, quite an interesting thing. And it's so important to have parents such as yourself at that level, um, at that board level, because like you said, you do realize, you know, there's tough decisions that have to be made and there's finance decisions that have to be yeah. made. And, and, and at, there's a parent voice at the table. And you're also able to bring back and help other parents understand how decisions are made. And, you know, sometimes they're not easy decisions either, but how they're made and that, you know, everyone really does come together to support the greater needs of children. But it's a lot of yes. work. Yes, it of is work. a lot of work. I think one of the things that um, I have to say that, you know, from the board perspective on that side of things, really understanding how, unfortunately, when there, when there are cuts that happen to vital programs, um, those cuts and those decisions are not easy decisions. Uh, you know, not to, sure. and I'm, I'm bringing this up because sometimes uh, without the knowledge of knowing what's happening behind the scenes, we may be under the impression that, oh, well, well, they cut a program just because they just don't like, you know, they, why would they do that? They could have, you know, this, but then on the other side, when you actually look at the work and the hard decision that went into the cuts and really uh, pushing, trying to save programs and depending on outside or state mon money or federal dollars or state dollars and, State, pro state cutting back on funding and having to make a decision about, oh gosh, you know, what does that mean for us? And begging and pleading and petitioning the state officials and legislators mm -hmm. to please maintain these programs. Please give us the dollars we need. Please do this, please do that. When you get to see all of that, it helps to make, yes. you know, it, of course those programs are vital. Of course it hurts. But it helps you to better understand, like, you know what? This is not this is not on the children's center level here. This thing is bigger than than this. These are these are dollars that really matter to our programming here, but because of who we have in the legislative seats and because of, you know, those kinds of things that helps you to understand it a little better. Then it also helps you to understand why it's so darn important for parents to not just be engaged at the table, but to be engaged civically and understanding yes. who we put in legislative seats, who will determine whether or not certain programs or certain uh, organizations like ours get certain dollars. You know, it's important to put Absolutely. those people in those seats. And so that's what it helped me to understand. It gave me a broader view of why it's, impo yes. why it's important to not just be a voice, but to also push on all levels to help parents understand not only is your vo does your voice matter, but your, vo your vote matters too, because here's why. Ooh, you said a mouthful. Your voice matters, but an educated voice matters. Yes. And, and this is what we try to do um, with our parents is to make sure that they know the power of their voice through advocacy. Um, we, we, we didn't have a chance to do it in May. Usually May is our big trip to Lansing. 
but you know we we spend a lot of time in Lansing and calling legislators and and having parents you know because um, it's 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 nothing for me to go and have a conversation but the real impact is from parents such as yourself and those on the consumer advisory council that are so impactful and the youth. that's right um, and so again it's the resilience of everyone it's the impact of their voice um, and understanding and advocating with this so um, you said a mouthful Arlisa I just love it this is and, and, and this is why I enjoy your voice at the table because you are such an advocate for civic duty um, for everyone thank you and so you, and you always bring so much to the table around that Arlisa let's let's talk we're always looking to invite other parents to the table. And I know it's been a challenge right now because we're doing um, our work telehealth uh, virtually right now through telehealth. But as our families and community stakeholders listen to this message, um, what would you say to a parent wanting to become, become you know, to become more involved in the Consumer Advisory Council? I would. What advice? I, the advice them? I would give you is just do it, um, and 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 it can't get any more simple than that. What do you have to lose? Um, and you have everything to gain. If you don't get anything else out of it, at least you would be able to connect with other parents and other children. Your child may be able to connect through that other children that, uh, that, that you're not alone, that you all have similar experiences and that you're also going through, some, going some, going through something as well. But, but the other thing um, I would also lift up, though, is that being a part of the council helps you to understand mm -hmm. what it is to advocate and why. And it also puts you in a setting where you can be with other parents. Uh, we have for, you know, we have formal meeting. We have a good time, but we also get the work done and we also take care of business. It helps you to understand parliamentary procedures. It helps you to understand how meetings should go. It helps you to understand what the purpose of an agenda is. And it also helps you to understand taking care of, we have certain issues that we talk about or certain things that we're concerned about. And then we either resolve those issues or we table them for the next discussion. And so getting into that routine of meetings and then having a voice at the table helps to break some of that, I'm gonna say, sometimes the intimidation. Because if you're not, yes. if you're not used to being in a Absolutely. meeting, you may think, oh my goodness, this is a little stuffy. Cause you know, that, quite frankly, that was some of the things, you know, some of the butterflies I had about being a board member. You know, I'm like, sure. you know, that, that thing sometimes comes back like, oh, I'm a parent. Oh, I'm not going to be able to connect with anybody. And you know what? After a while, after, you know, you get in there, you'd be like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I am going to connect with somebody because I'm going to say what I have to say. And then I'm going to mm -hmm. hear what I have to hear and I'm going to learn what I got to learn. And what I don't know, yes. I'm going to ask. And, you know, and so, so I would say, just get in and do it. Even if you, if you think, oh, that's not for me. Yes, it is. Why isn't it? Your child is at the center. Why wouldn't you want to be? Even if you don't do anything, even if it's, even if you don't do any of that, even if you don't try to be on, you know, a part of a team or a committee on the council, just get in it to hear about the information that's out there. You're going to learn something either way it goes, either by, either on purpose or by default. You're going to learn it either that's way. Right. <laughs> that's so true because we always have someone that's coming to present 
to the council, whether it's an external guest or internal, uh, because we spend time bringing uh, the staff from the, from the programs in to really talk about the work that they do so parents can have a better understanding. You're going to find out what other community uh, uh, organizers or um, uh, nonprofits do because we're going to bring them in and you're going to learn about it. So like you said, you're going to learn something one way or the other. That's right. Or, or you're going to enhance your knowledge. That's right. Um, I, I want to spend a few minutes because I know we're talking about the business, you know, where we're, we have a formal agenda and we're taking care of uh, what's going on. Um, but our Lisa, we do some really fun events too. And I know it's been difficult right now. It's difficult because of we're, you know, in COVID, in the midst of COVID. But um, I want to share with everyone um, some of the things that you all do as a consumer council. So um, we host the town halls. Yes. Well, have started that. Um, now we're virtual with our town halls. Uh, we do have, uh, we're very much involved in advocacy at the Capitol. Yes. A lot of that happens in May during Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, but one of the things maybe I can have you talk uh, talk about, we do annually what's called Faces of Trauma. Yes. And that's sponsored by the Consumer Advisory Council. So did you want to talk a little bit about that? I might be putting you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, you are putting me on the spot. Um, but, um, I, but I have to say this, I think I've gone I was only able to make two of those, um, so mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna share my experience of the ones that I had was actually able to make because I think they were it was sometime it's around in February, yes, yes. it's in February yes. and it's it's it was a, it's around the time that we I also have something else going around those times too, uh, around that date. But the, but I was able to make two of them. But I was um, I was quite it was heavy i, I I'll, yes. I'll say that i and and to be honest with you after my first one i was i had to really ask myself am i going to be able to handle a second i'm not saying that to scare mm -hmm. anybody not to scare anybody sure the reason why i'm saying that is because it was therapeutic and there were so many life-changing honest in your face stories and experiences that people mm. shared that mm -hmm. I was quite in shock. Uh, not, I shouldn't say shock. I was just blown away really at, first of all, it's the heavy. courage that people had yes. to come forth and speak their experience, their truth and what their life was like. But it wasn't, but it wasn't a downer. It was heavy, but it was also a um, a light at the end of the tunnel because not on the one hand, you heard experiences from folks and what they went through and how they survived, yes. but how they overcame, how they're overcoming, how they grew from this and what they're doing now to reach back and help others and help paint a picture of this is where you can go. You don't have to stay in your trauma you don't have to stay or remain in the victim state it doesn't it gets better you can grow through this and so that's what i got from that and that's and um and then there were also some other activities that happened as well that were 
quite entertaining. Uh, you know, like spo- I remember spoken word and yes, uh, you know, all kinds of things like that. I think I do remember some paintings or drawings people actually share. Yes. Uh, whatever it, way, so yes, different ways of expression of what you've been through. So it's not just necessarily a testimony of somebody just running down all the business, but it can be through spoken word or through song. And then uh, even to have people with talent to get up and sing a song and sing their way through. I mean, just, it was heavy, um, but it was uplifting at the same time. It was rewarding and it was hopeful. And it, it's quite a big event. I mean, this is really something that a lot of blood, sweat, and tears goes into the planning of this. And it's well thought out, well planned ahead of time. And everybody's involved. And uh, folks can get to even see who the council is that day as well and, and all of that. But um, so, that, so that's been my experience. Um, and, and like I said, it was it was heavy. And I had to really ask myself after the first one, I was like, wow, you know, I wasn't, wow, that was something because I, I guess I was, I was saying to myself, wow, some of the people that actually shared the stories, I would have never guessed yes. that they have gone through that, yes. that they experienced all of that and that they're still walking around and they're, and they're making it and they have, you know, they're, they're, they're keeping a, a good attitude, everything, you know, they're reaching back for other people and they're growing and they're strong and they're, you know, but they, but I just would have never guessed. So, and you know, like I hear people say, you don't look like what you've been through. Yes. I was, that's, I think that's what I got from that, from the faces of trauma that, that I've gone to so far. Just like, I, wow, they don't look like what they've been through and I would have never guessed and hats off for hats. anybody that can just get through that, go through it, grow through it pull other people mm-hmm. and stand strong and help others to help pull them out as well. And I, and Arlisa, thank you. And I thank you for letting me put you on the spot about faces of trauma. And, and I wanted to bring that up because the council, you know, this was something that arisen out of the council's need or desire for families and the youth to have a voice. And it's just, it's, it's done in a way that's respectful. And the council really demanded that that happen. And it's really a signature event that the council hosts every year. Um, so I wanted to highlight that because it, it was something that was birthed from the council uh, along in, in, in collaboration with the staff that we do every year um, to help tell stories of resilience and empowerment and to walk individuals um, through the journey so that we can continue to connect parents together. And so mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that because it's just another great thing that is being done by the parents um, and the staff at the Children's Center. So I thank you for that. The last thing that we did before, actually a week uh, before we started doing remote services was dinner with the docs. We had that event. Oh, yeah. Well, um, where the psychiatrist of the agency came and we had dinner and the families just met with the doctors and it was a very casual get together um spending time talking about everything from different diagnosis to getting to just know each other as real people and so that's and that was that's all led by the consumer advisory council and out of parents need to understand absolutely absolutely and and i think and that's that's some of that inside scoop stuff that mm -hmm. i call it some of the perks 
um, of being on the advisory council. I mean, even though, you know, it was open to all parents, of course, but to be in on being able to take an opportunity to come in and sit with the docs and talk about concerns that you have on a personal level. You didn't have to wait for an appointment. You didn't have to book this or book that. You didn't have to wait to get in. Nope. You know, you weren't third on the list or fifth on the list. None of that. This was an opportunity to sit down in a casual setting to be able to hear, share, express, and ask questions and listen and uh, make connections and establish networks. Mm -hmm. And to also see who who's on staff there, who the doctors are, you know, what their specialty is, right. what their background is, how did they get started That's in right. this? All of that stuff is important and connecting. And then even after that, just being able to sit with them and talk with them on a personal level. I mean, there's, you know, there's nothing better, you know. Uh, so, so for me, I say, you know, being on the council, you get a little bit of that inside insider information. You know, I, I'm serious. Why not? Uh -huh. When you rather have a little bit of insider information, you know, oh, yeah, I know Dr. Such and Such. Oh, yeah, we sat and talked. Right. We had a conversation. They know me. I know them. Let me ask this. You know, yeah, let me let me just. Let me, so it was it was good. And then um, and it's oh. always good to sit down. It's always good to have food. You know, we mentioned food earlier. See, it's all we yes. had good food. Um, well, you just can't pass that up. And the, and you know what? And most of all, nobody's billing your, you, you didn't get a, a, a bill on your insurance, your health insurance for it. Nobody asked you. you, to, sure you didn't, did. We weren't asked to pay mm -hmm. $15, $20 per person nope. Uh, nope. or only limit. Uh, you know, we can only bring one child or only kids nope. under, under 12 or admit. No, we were able to show up with our families, our, our children who are part of the Children's mm -hmm. Center. We were able to have a nice meal. We were able to talk to the doctors, ask our questions, raise our concerns, fellowship, network, and go home. So you can't beat that. And then all, for, all, that. all for free. Nobody charged. All I didn't have free. to pay anything. All for free 99, <laughs> as I like to say. <laughs> and that's the beautiful thing. You And Arlisa, I'm, I'm glad you said that. When we do, when we sponsor events for our families, um, we have the families come in. We don't say, don't bring the children. And, you know, how much sense would right. that make? We are the children's center. How much sense does it make to say, no, leave the babies at home? We love the, we love the children. Um, Arlisa, you and I, we, we're dangerous because I can keep you all day on the phone <laughs> because we have so much to share. Yes. Um, I do want to thank you so much, and I appreciate your time. I can't wait for us to break bread again. To me, breaking bread together, so it's, it's bringing families together. It's bringing us um, together, you know, you, you all are my children's center family, and I appreciate you so much. If let me ask you this, and I know you know the question to this, yes. so can you tell our listeners when we meet and if they are interested in learning more about the children's center? If you are interested in learning more about the children's center, um, well, now let me ask and the consumer advisory council, right? And the consumer advisory council. Now, for the Consumer Advisory Council, are they just calling the Children's Center? Um, I'm so used to people walking in and getting the information from somebody. I'm not sure what the process is now. Um, I know. Well, I'll help you out with that one. They can reach out to Robin Foley. Okay. Robin, you know, Robin's a part of my team. So they can reach out to Robin. Just dial 313 831 5 5 
three five. Okay, see, I, and I know Robin Floyd, but I'm glad you, you said that you, because you well, hey, I know. Well, I know. Well, I I know, but I don't think I I knew what the process right. is because I'm used to folks either you know there are being some flyers up front or people you know the face to face or you could just call the children's center and say hey what, what about the council but we meet the That's second right. and they can still they can call st you can, can still, still call. call so okay so good right. call Robert Floyd but if you can't remember that call the children's center how about that but but we meet every second Tuesday at 12 o'clock you got it 12 o'clock second it. Tuesday every month second Tuesday 12 noon um and that's the lunch hour. And so now, because we are not in person right now, guys, we are doing it via Zoom. So um, you can sit in the comfort of your own home. Uh, you can get the Zoom link once you inquire, either with the Children's Center or with Robin Floyd, you'll get the Zoom link. You can sit in the comfort of your own home, just hook up your, your phone, cut it on, or your laptop, whichever you're more comfortable with. Or you can actually call in as well. You don't have to always be yeah. on video. Uh, but it's great if you're on video, though. That way you can see everything, right? Um, and then you could do that. Okay. And then the meeting, we take place. We handle business that way. We still interact and talk. Uh, we're, we're not breaking bread together necessarily, but all you got to do is just have your sandwich in your hand, and then you can eat while, we're, while you're on the Zoom call. So at least you'll That's have right. your sandwich, right? <laughs> bring, bring your sandwich. Bring your lunch with bring you. Bring your lunch with you. That's right. Well, Alisa, thank you. We'll break bread soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything that you do for the Consumer Advisory Council. Thank you. Um, I'm sending you a virtual hug. Oh, receive, so receive. Hug I'm hugging back. I'm hugging back. Thank you. I appreciate it. So we will talk soon. Alisa Hurd is a parent, a Consumer Advisory Council member, and a board member of the Children's Center. Again, thank you, everyone, for listening to Real Talk about children's mental health. Yeah. Until next time, take care. Thank you. That's it for this episode of the Real Talk about children's mental health podcast. Our mission, going all the way back to 1929, is to help children and families shape their own futures. If you like this episode, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And please, please share with your friends on social media. The more people we can reach with the information we share on this podcast, the more children and families we can help get the care they need and deserve. Thank you for listening to the Real Talk About Children's Mental Health Podcast. I'm Laura LaFever, and until next time, remember to live, love, and laugh by being intentional about helping children to heal, grow, and thrive.